host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. All right, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon or good evening. Wherever you are in this world, this is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast podcast coming to you today with an amazing guest. I do remember reading her her bio and stuff. But what I like to do, Sarah, is have you introduce yourself and exactly like who you are and what it is you do. And then we're going to get rolling. Okay, perfect. Yeah, well, my name is Sarah Dupre, and I'm I'm a commercial and brand photographer. So I work mostly with women entrepreneurs and small businesses. So women ran small businesses to help them create images for social media, their websites, print, whatever it is that they need to help market themselves. Basically the gist of what I do. Awesome. Where are you coming to? Or where are you coming from? Like, where do you live? What part of the country do you live in? Oh, I'm in Southern California. Oh, we are neighbors then. Yes, Yes. right. (laughs) We are neighbors. I am in Fallbrook, the avocado capital of the world, uh, which is oh. north, north San Diego County. Yeah, we're definitely neighbors. I'm Canyon Lake. So like right next to Menifee, Marietta. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We are typically, what's that, about 20 minutes from here, 30 minutes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, really and truly about 20 minutes from each other. <laughs> yeah, I have a very good friend of mine from high school that lives there with his family. He's a real estate Oh, guy, yeah, it's great. He loves Fallbrook it. is amazing, too. Yeah, we, we visit Fallbrook quite a bit. It's beautiful there. Oh, yeah. I love where I live. It's not like Orange County, if you know what I mean. Like, I can yeah. like look and actually see a neighbor, like, way down the way instead of, like, tapping on their window and going, hey, neighbor, how you <laughs> <Yeah>. doing? <laughs> you know, Hi. I All right. Well, I'm, I'm great. That you became uh, that you came on to be a guest today. I want the audience to listen to what your story is and how you got. You know I, what I like to talk about because the whole premise of this uh, podcast is showing people that we can overcome struggles. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be addiction. It could be PTSD. It could be trauma. Whatever, anxiety, depression, and we can overcome that and become successful like yourself. So if you would dive in and let the audience know a little bit more about you, like where you've come from, like how you got to where you're at today and maybe some of the challenges you went through. I hate to call them problems. I like to call them challenges. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, through every season of life that you battle, you know, addictions, you battle all sorts of different things based on whatever season you are in life. Like just because you've made it through one doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, magically not have any more (laughs) problems or struggles that you have to work through. But what got me to where I am today was actually, you know, a struggle that I was going through and it brought me to where I am. And I'm thankful for that now, looking back, you know, I've been in the marketing and 
advertising industry for 17 years. I was in big companies like Saatchi and Saatchi, Yamaha, in the corporate world before my oldest son was born. And then after he was born, I had a really hard time returning to work because he was failure to thrive. So I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable leaving him with somebody else and going back to doing my nine to five job. So I started working from home. I'm like, I could take care of a baby and work from home. I could do all the things, right? <laughs> easy. He sleeps most of the time anyways. <laughs> no, it's not easy. I'm answering <laughs> right. emails at like 2 a.m. And I'm going, geez, I wonder if they notice that I'm doing this while I'm breastfeeding, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, just getting through that and then working through, you know, finding out what it meant to be a work at home mom and an entrepreneur and all of that and journeying through that and finding, you know, guilt. Like there's a lot of guilt that surrounds that sort of lifestyle when you're in charge of taking care of the babies and you're in charge of, you know, running a business. You feel guilty when you're not in your business. You feel guilty when you're not with your family. And, you know, you go through this whole, like, I can multitask. I can do all the things at once. I'm going to put on all the hats and I'm going to put them all on at the same time. And it's all going to get done. And finding out that, no, that's not really possible. (laughs) That everybody's just getting little fractions of you instead of your hundred percent, which is what, you know, you would ideally want to give to these things that matter most, right? Your marriage, your family, your business, and everyone's just getting a piece of you instead of your full attention. So, you know, I finally made it to the point in my career where I'm able to break it up and go, okay, time slotting, right? And going, this time is dedicated to my business. And the people in my life understand, like, this is when business is. This is when, you know, I homeschool my youngest son. This is when homeschool is. This is when, you know, family time is. This is when my time for my marriage is. And giving each of these things that matter the most to me, my 100%, which, you know, means a lot to me. And being so diligent about where I spend my time, I find that things that suck your time away are they, it's hard. It's really, and like, this is where I am now in my season of life. It's, it's hard to, you know, as a, as somebody that markets heavily on social media, it's really hard to step away from like screen time. Right. Right. So I I find that, that, you know, if I look, if I look honestly at my phone and I look at how much time I spend on my phone, that's like half a work day, you know, every day. And I mean, that's hard. So really trying to like work through that and still be present on things like social media and for your, for your clients, being able to answer emails on the go, like, right. but really being mindful of the time that you spend in front of a screen, you know? Right. And I get that because I just, one of the guys that I follow that pretty big on social media, he has, he owns his free academy that I'm a part of, right? He talked about a guy, one of his good friends that he talked about, he says, you know, I give my family my best and then everybody gets the rest. And then he explained that it's not like no, like his business doesn't get his best, right? But he makes sure that his family gets his best. And I'm trying to, as a new entrepreneur myself, juggle all that stuff, right? And having a nine to five, all that stuff, right? You know, like I was Mm -hmm. explaining to you before we started, right? Like watching the family get ready for this. You know, I had forgotten like what it's like to be a dad, like with little kids, right? Because I'm watching all these little kids run around and I'm like, well, I'm kind of grateful I'm a grandpa because I chill and (laughs) and play with them, right? I get to play with them. I don't have to help. But but like you have one of the most important jobs in the universe, right? Being a mother. Mm -hmm. And like you said, right? Like I can imagine because as a father, I've done that too, where I felt, okay, I'm not with my kids or doing this with my kids because I got to work, you know? And then I was, when I was going to school, right? I can only imagine, right? Because you have the toughest job also in the world, right? Is balancing life, family, business. Business. And that's why I have the, you know, for my mother, for, for a lot of the women I know in my life, I have the utmost respect because I watch how you guys do this. And I'm like, man, they make multitasking look easy, right? 
but I know it's, <laughs> it could be difficult, right? So, um, you know, like you, um, like you were saying, right? Like balancing that, like when mm-hmm. you like give the audience an idea of like how you finally like, okay, I'm going to create my own business. I'm going to, you know, be, a, I'm going to be at home working from home. Give them an idea of how you overcame some of those. Like, did you block, like I, I get taught like block time out of my day, right? Like if it's exercise, yeah. I got to block time, right? If it's like you said, posting on social media, I got to block that time. Right. And try not mm-hmm. to deviate from it. Cause then like the ADD person that I am, I'll be like over here, over there, back here. <laughs> so like, yeah, teach it, like tell, yeah. tell the audience, like, what does that look like for you? You know, ADD also here. So I completely get that. I can't function if I don't have things planned out. Like there's no way. So, you know, with posting on social media, you have to be able to do that every day. Otherwise it's not really effective. You kind of, you know, if you're going to be forgotten anyways, it takes a lot of work. So if I don't have that planned out ahead of time, there's no way I'm going to do it. Like I have to make it so that I am spending literally one minute a day posting and that's it. And if, if I don't, and I, I spend three days a week, making sure that that's possible or not three days a week, three days a month, making sure that that's possible, planning out my content, shooting my content, writing my content and inputting it into systems so that I can easily just one minute a day, post, post, post. Mm -hmm. And then that's, you know, that saved me this huge chunk of time every day where I was taking one hour, two hours, depending on how complicated the post should be planning it, shooting it, all of the things is now down to one minute. You know, that's a huge chunk of time that I now can dedicate to my family, to my business, to growing my business in different ways, other than just posting to social media. Another thing too, is being mindful of where I'm spending that time, right? So if I'm noticing, you know, I am spending a lot of time on my phone, finding ways to really just put that, put the phone in another room, or I have actually started child locking myself out of my phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. like, here's the thing That's you, true. you've been on it two hours. You don't want to be on it more than that. So it's, it's, there's ways around it. Like if I have to get on it, I can, but you have to go ignore limit. And then you're like, hmm, you know, I really wanted to not do that. And by <laughs> right. pressing this button, I know I'm kind of going against what I wanted. So, I mean, just giving myself like that extra barrier, but you know, mindfulness planning and the time blocking. Absolutely. So I know that from eight to 10, that's my homeschool time. We are homeschooling and allowing buffers in between those two, because Sometimes he wants to sit there and he wants to discuss the story that we're reading more. And I don't want to rush him through that process. I want to give him the time to do that. So, you know, I'm planning that, yes, our day is going to go from eight to 10 to homeschool. And then he's got his own independent work after that, but where, you know, we're both kind of co-working, like he's my little co-worker and, um, (laughs) but you know, Hey, let's give a little bit of overage to like 1030, just in case something really grabs his attention and we can delve into that a little more and research it and, you know, enjoy the time that we have with one another. And then I know from, you know, 10 30 ish (laughs) to two, I have a chance to work. And if I'm not mindful about that time, that is my time. And if I'm not mindfully using that time for work, then I know I'm going to fall behind. And that doesn't feel good because then I'm up until 2am answering emails and then I'm ruined for the next day too, you know? Right. right. It kind of snowball effects, right? If you don't. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) so just knowing like if I make this conscious decision to go and look at my phone and peruse social media in this time that should be my prime work time, then I'm not going to get the things done that need to get done. And, you know, from two o'clock on, I've got an older kid that is into tournament baseball. So, you know, there's practices and all sorts of things that happen after that. So, you know, I know this is it. This is your time. If you don't do it now, you are really going to regret this later and you're going to have angry clients and you don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I know. Right. And, And I get that now 
But at first, so I have a very good friend of mine who's very successful, right? And he taught me like, <clears throat> excuse me, got a tickle. Same thing, how he blocked time, right? Even texting his kid. Like mm-hmm. at first I was like, wow, that's kind of man. You got to fit your kids in there. And but now I get why, right? Because like you, if if I don't block my time and I find that I can get easily distracted, okay. And my wife proved it to me one day. She had me get something in another room and then she watched me. She said, when you like you, you got up, you went into the living room, you did something, you stepped outside for a second, then you got what I needed. And then you brought it back. I watched you do two different things. And I'm like, wow, that bad, huh? And she's like, yeah, you're that bad. Well, so all now- the way you're noticing things. You're like, oh, I have to do that. And if you don't do it right now, you're going to forget. So you're like, as I'm going, I better do this before I forget. I get that. 100%. Yeah. And that's yeah. how my brain works. Like if I forgot yeah. to do something and it pops in, it's like, I got to act on it. Right. But I know that that's yeah. just a distraction sometimes. Right. Like, like you, like if I'm not focused on what I need to do, either my, my screen time, like you said, goes up because I'm all over the place, you know, and I'm not really posting anything on and you Facebook. You just turn it all or, off and you're yeah, like, and I'm going to go on social media now for get it. The day is lost. Right. And then at the end of the day and the evening time usually is when it's my wife and, you know, our time and she'll Mm -hmm. catch me. She goes, you know, you're on your phone. Like, I'm not even going to talk. And I've had to really like, okay, I have to be like people I know that put their phone in another room when it's our time and not even be distracted. Or I get, you know, you know, like, you're like, what, what did you say, honey? (laughs) She's looking at (laughs) you in that line. You're on your phone. (laughs) That's awesome. You know, like how you figured this out. So like, what did you, as an entrepreneur, like, I don't know what you did before. So like doing the marketing, like how did that catch your attention? Not only are you marketing for other people, but now you got to do it for yourself. Right. So mm-hmm. what yeah. made you decide that you wanted to do this? Like, how did that come about? Well, okay. So I, as far as photography goes, I was a, I was a product photographer first since I came out of the advertising industry where I started my career in photography was with Boot Barn and doing product photography for them. And then from there, I went weird sidetrack, but it actually works out really well for what I do now. I went into wedding photography for, for a few years. And what was great about that is people don't realize like the back end of wedding photography in order to get more clients, you have to market yourself through blogs and things like that. So when you're on these shoots, you're there. Yes. First and foremost for the client, but you're also there for your business. And you're taking pictures Mm. of their products of things that, you know, that blogs will pick up so that their wedding gets featured on these blogs. And then your photography gets featured on the blogs. So you're taking this from a very commercial standpoint while you're also taking these beautiful pictures for their memories. Right. And then from there, I went into commercial photography because it was just the perfect blend of the two things, commercial and brand photography. It's very, my specialty is actually lifestyle photography. So it was just the perfect blend of the commercial and the lifestyle sort of documentary photography that I learned from wedding photography. And so, yeah, that's how I ended up where I'm I'm at is my background just kind of guided me to where I am. And as a creative entrepreneur, you know, it's, it's kind of like, where's my joy? Where am I finding that I'm helping people? And I'm really feeling passionate about helping those people. So, you know, in those seasons of my life, that's where I felt most passionate. I felt most passionate about product photography because my background was in advertising. I felt most passionate about weddings because I was fairly newly married at that point. So weddings were really meaningful to me. And then I became passionate about helping other moms and other business owners who are women, because I understand the struggles that they're going through. I understand what it's like to, you know, try to cram everything into your day in like four hours that people are doing in eight, you know? 
I understand the the systems that need to be in place for something like that. And I feel really passionate about helping these women succeed. I love it. And I, I'll ask you some questions after we're done. Cause I have some questions for you, but so like what, yeah, see, I, that's like your passion, right? Your purpose is to help the small business owner, women, business owner, entrepreneurs, right. Brand themselves and, mm-hmm. and get themselves out there. Right. Like I had no idea what I was getting into when I began this journey as an entrepreneur. Right. But if you think about it though, it does mirror life a lot, right? Like our personal lives, right? If we don't do certain things, this is not going to happen. If we don't do that as an entrepreneur, that's not going to, you're not going to get any business. Right. So I'm learning a bunch of this stuff, you know, and I'm glad I get to, you know, interview people like yourself, you know, that have started from the, you know, bottom down and worked their way up, found what, what works for them and, and then went after it. Right. So what is some of the biggest, talk about some life challenges. What is some of the biggest challenges in businesses in your business that you have found that has made you really have to step up your game? Hmm. I would say some of the biggest challenges I've found with business again, is just that work-life balance. And, you know, as you're going through it, you're, you're trying to figure out how to balance your life and your work and be present in both of those aspects that are so meaningful to you. Right. And then people are throwing at you like, Oh, but you know what? You also need to do the personal work. You need to make time for yourself. It's like, what the, time for myself. What are you talking about? Well, if you don't have time for yourself, then, you know, (laughs) so what really helped me is working with a business coach too, because my business coach personally is a business psychologist. So she was able to look at what I do and help me build confidence because if you're not working on yourself and you're not finding the time to do that, then your business is suffering. You know, if you're not taking the time to build that confidence and to make that time for yourself and, you know, it's, it ends up hurting your business because you don't show up well for your clients. You're not, if your your sales hurt, you know, your right. your they can sense that energy, you know, if you're bringing to that and if you're bringing to this like this needy sort of like I need the client sort of energy instead of like <laughs> right. hey, you know right. what? I know my worth and I know that I'm an amazing photographer and that the right people are going to come to me and those are the people I am meant to help instead of like please hire me, you know. Right. And working with the coach really helped me through that. That personal development was I think a really big struggle in building my business for sure. Yeah, I can totally relate cuz I learned like in the first year as as doing this, right? I, I felt like I was doing that. Like, here, work with me, please. I need your business. You know what I mean? Like I could tell yeah. some of the videos I've done or whatever. You know what I mean? Like now that I just realized like, you know, in, in the personal development realm where I'm just being myself, I'm doing the best I can and I'm just, well, help people, right? Because I, I don't want to come off as salesy, right? I want to come off yeah. as a person that can help you solve a problem. Yeah. So yeah, I've had to learn, you know, the hard way and, and I'm not an expert, but I'm learning. You know, and it helps me, you know, at at home too. Like I'm trying to maybe nag my wife because I'm trying to get my way right. Instead of going like that, I just tell her, look, this is going to help us both. You know what I mean? I'm trying to help, you know, to ease part of your busy schedule, right? Then it seems mm-hmm. to work out fine, right? But if I'm being needy to her, like she'll just, you know, you're a wife. Like I'll you look, she'll look at me like you need help. You know, what I mean? yeah, exactly. That look like, <laughs> what are you trying to get out of me here? But um, <laughs> this has been awesome. Awesome, like so far, right? Because I love interviewing people from various backgrounds, right? When I first started this, this was going to be like the recovery podcast of the world, you know what I mean? And then I realized like, I want to show people from all walks of life, how they overcame their challenges, how, how they work today in today's environment, you know, with COVID and, and you working from home and being a family, having a family and, you know, like yourself, you're homeschooling your son. So I like to ask a couple questions of my guests, right? Okay. I'm, I'm an author, right? And I, I named my book is 
you can see behind me, fearless happiness, my addiction, my battles, my recovery. So I like to ask my guests, what does fearless look like to you? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Being fearless. You know, I tell my, I tell my son all the time, both of my kids really all the time, you know, being brave isn't the absence of fear. It's being able to look at what you're afraid of and facing it fearlessly and, you know, and and really pushing yourself to see what the things are that you're, that are bringing you that, that feeling of fear in your life and finding ways to push past that. And really just finding that happiness because you did push past those fears, the things that you wouldn't have experienced had you let those fears, you know, become the deciding factor in your life. I know. And you know, the, the cool thing that I've learned in my experience in recovery, you know, being a recovering alcoholic and addict, like I had a lot of fear in the beginning and a lot of it was like not knowing what it was going to be like to be sober. Right. So I had to overcome that fear. So I get what you're saying. Like, and then now it's being a parent, right. Present parent, a grandfather, a husband, like sometimes I run into all these little, like, it's just like, sometimes I think it's silly, like these fears that pop up in my head and I just go, boom, I'm going to do what, like Sarah just said, I'm going to just plow through it, face my fear and get it done. Right. And what's the worst thing that can happen? Nothing really, I think, but the best thing that can happen is there a lesson I'm going to learn from that overcoming that fear or pushing past it. Right. And then I get to have wonderful guests like yourself and who share their, their take on it with me. So the second part of this is my happiness, right? I put a Y in it uh, and there's a reason (laughs) I put a, a Y in it. So what does happiness mean to you and how does that show up in your life today? Happiness to me, I think means, you know, they feed into each other being fearless, you know, and not letting the fears in your life make the decisions for you. It's really being led by love, being led by what lights you, you know, if there's fear that comes up with that, like you said, plowing through it, facing it head on and really just making decisions based on love and happiness versus the fear. Right. Cause fear can get us into big trouble. So I I'm speaking from my own experience. I know I've made decisions out of fear and it never turned out good, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't able to think it through, but like you said, when my head and my heart are aligned and I'm truly happy, you know, I have all the information I need to make a decision. Like you said, then like for pushing through a problem or whatever, a challenge and getting through it, I've See, happiness to me, like I've had this discussion with many guests, right? Like we all know happiness could be fleeting, right? So Mm -hmm. I could be going home. Traffic is great. You know, there's no traffic. And then all of a sudden it stops and there my happiness goes out the window. If you know what I mean? Being stuck. But what I, what I find is when I overcome my fears and I push through happiness, right? That joy that I can find, like, like you and I, like with our families, right? Like what I shared with you before, knowing that I have a couple of new granddaughters coming, like that's joy to me, right? That's lasting, you know, like happiness, but happiness is, is also cool. Cause you know, if I have a good bowl of ice cream, I'm happy. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and then happiness too, to me is, is being present in the moment, yes. you know, no matter what they are being fully present. And that's something that was, like I said, at the beginning of my journey was really hard. And I think I did lose a little bit of my happiness in those early years of becoming a, a mom entrepreneur. Right. I think learning how to be fully present in moments has taught me a lot of happiness, you know? Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. The more present you are, the more happiness and joy you're going to experience and love and compassion, right? And in this day and age, like we talked about, right, with social media and family and stuff, it's easy to, to get distracted. But if we can just be present, like you and I are doing right now, being present in this moment, like life's good. If you ask me, life is yeah. great, right? I get to do this. Like mm-hmm. I have this saying is like, 
like I get to, right. I get mm-hmm. to do this, Absolutely, which brings yeah. me happiness. Right. Because I could go the other end and go, God, I got to do this. You know what I mean? I could be that, <laughs> that person, you know, that negative Nancy yeah. and right. And, you know, and I get to interview great guests like yourself and and hear their stories and, and share, you know, our moment in life together and then and, and share it with the world. So uh, I'm really love those answers. So before we part our ways here, if someone wanted to work with you, Sarah, like, how would they get a hold of you? Well, you can visit sarahdphotos.com and check out some of my work and fill out the form there. I am also launching a brand new app coming out mid-March. And so for anybody that's not in Southern California, but still wants to learn marketing, branding, how to take better pictures, because we all know that the photography, the imagery behind your brand is going to help to bring you better sales. We do have an app for that. (laughs) It's called the exposure app and it will be out mid March. And you can check that out at exposure dash app.com. Awesome. That is so cool. You got an app. That's like the first time I've ever heard of that. So you hear that (laughs) audience It's going to have an app out mid March. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This, this has been great. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to meet with me and to, to, let me interview you. Are there any last words, any advice that you would like to give your audience to give the audience planning, just planning, chunking out exactly what it is planning for your day, planning for your week, planning for your month, planning for your year. And, you know, allowing also for in my plan as somebody with ADHD, I have to allow for twice as long as I think something's going to take every day. And I have to put a little bit of buffer in there for overtime, you know, like right. for da- I put downtime, but really it's just my time to catch up on the things that I fell behind on because things always take twice as long as you think they're going to take, especially with somebody with ADHD, like they just do. So having that plan in place really helps to live, you, like help you live in the present moment more because you know, it's okay. It's okay that I'm in this moment right now because I have time ready for me to be at work later on, you know? Awesome. Well, Sarah, I appreciate you taking the time and spending it with us today for uh, my audience. We, I got a lot out of talking what we talked about. Look forward to maybe having you on as a guest in the near, you know, again. Absolutely. Yeah. This was, this was awesome, right? Especially finding someone that's like literally a neighbor and I know. <laughs> you know, everybody listen to what Sarah has said, right? There's a guy that I know that I followed that same guy I was telling you about earlier. He said ADHD, that's all BS, right? Because people like that, like us who have might have that. He goes, but if there's something that you want to do, you'll focus on it. So, right. It's just learning how to focus. And right. He says, I'm, he always says I'm ADHD to the hilt, but I've just learned to turn that into a superpower and learn how to use it to my benefit and focus on the things that I need to get done for myself, for my family, my business. I love it. Well, I mean, ADHD is not, I mean, I think it's a misnomer really. Like they say it's, you know, attention deficit disorder, right? Really, it's just an inability to control our attention. If something is meaningful to us, we will put a 1000% into that, give it all of our attention, you know, so just finding ways to make sure that the things that are important are getting that attention because we're willing to give it. <laughs> that is so true. I could have said it better myself, right? Like everybody out there, you heard it. So look at ADHD, not as a, like a problem or a deficit. Look at it as you just have extreme focus, turn it around and use it to your, to your advantage. So thank you, Sarah, for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time and we will talk soon. Thank you so much, Max. <laughs> <laughs>